Next, this month's special series, Focus on Global Medicine. ReachMD is taking an in-depth look at how medicine is working toward health and longevity for people around the world. Join us all this month for the latest medical research and treatment across borders. Sons fulfill a father's dream to have a clinic in Luwala, Kenya, their village. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment, Focus on Global Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Maurice Pickard. And joining me today is Dr. Milton Oshing. Dr. Oshing is a resident in internal medicine at Washington University, Barnes-Jewish Hospital, St. Louis, Missouri, and his brother, Fred, who is a third-year student at Vanderbilt Medical School in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Pickard. I know you both grew up in Luwala, Kenya. To begin with, could you tell me a little bit about Luwala Community Alliance? This is Fred Chiang speaking. Luwala Community Alliance is actually a nonprofit organization that we started over a year ago. Basically, it's just a group of friends and some mentors that we met along the way when we started this project of building the clinic back in Kenya. So it's basically, you know, our friends that we met during college and some of the mentors that have helped us form this community alliance. So basically it's our nonprofit organization that supports the work that's going on in Luwala in Kenya. Could you give us an idea of what kind of village Luwala is and the place you grew up? This is Milton Ichiang. So Luwala is a small rural village in western Kenya. It has no electricity and no running water. It's situated about two hours south of Kisumu and about 30 kilometers from Lake Victoria in western Kenya. Luwala is still a very communal, community-centered place. We have people who still do a lot of subsistence farming as the backbone of the economy in Luwala. And healthcare is very difficult to access, and basically the reason for that is the nearest hospital is over 30 kilometers away, and in order to get any sick person to the hospital, previously we'd have to put the sick person either on a wheelbarrow or if the person is able to balance on the back of a bicycle, then you'd have one person propping the sick patient on the back of the bicycle and then you know, have another person pushing the handlebars. And then you'd go for over 45 minutes you know, to the nearest paved road. And then once you get to the paved road, you have to flag down a taxi and then travel for another hour or so to get the person to the hospital. So it's the kind of ordeal that would take you know, over an hour or two or sometimes even three hours to get to the nearest hospital. This was all before we got to the point where we were building the clinic in the village. How did you get this building started? How did you get the wherewithal to get it built and funded? This is Milton again, Milton Ocheng. The idea to get the clinic built, I would say, was something that we in the village of Luala always thought about for a long time. And both Fred and I and our late father kept thinking about the needs of the village based on the um, realization that, you know, day in, day out, we'd have close friends and family 
members who would fall gravely ill and we'd see firsthand how difficult it was to get those people to the nearest hospital. And so growing up, we always longed for that opportunity to build a clinic or to have a clinic in our village. And when we finally got to attend college in the United States, both of us got to Dartmouth and then Vanderbilt Medical School. The idea came about when I was in my sophomore year of college at Dartmouth and we went on a trip to Nicaragua and while we were there we built a women and children's health clinic and it was while I was in Nicaragua for that trip through the Dartmouth Tucker Foundation that you know an idea occurred to me that the people in Nicaragua were experiencing just the similar problems that we were experiencing in rural Kenya and so you know they did not have any electricity or any running water and it occurred to me that just as a college student, we could make a difference working hand-in-hand with the local Nicaraguans. And I figured we could do a similar thing in Kenya. And so then got back to Dartmouth and talked to some of our advisors there. And really just from you know, getting together all of our connections at Dartmouth College and then later on at Vanderbilt, we were able to rally little kids in elementary schools and college students initially to get you know help us get the money that we needed in terms of fundraisers you know we had kids at Richmond Middle School and the schools in Hanover who put together you know penny wars and got over 70,000 pennies you know that's like $2,000 that we needed to get us started so those were sort of the humble beginnings of this project and Fred can talk more about how it all kind of came together But we started from such a small organization that was really just youth-based and backbone of which was, you know, young people putting in their efforts towards realizing this dream. If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD. And today our guests are Milton and Fred Oshing. We're talking to them about the dream their father had of having a medical clinic in Luala, Kenya, and how they began to get this to come to fruition. Fred, can you tell me, growing up in Lawala, Kenya, what were things like medically before the clinic was built? So just to give you a little background of where things were when we were growing up, you know, growing up in this little community where most people would rely on other community members who were, you know, slightly more educated than they were to offer them health advice. Our dad used to have this book called Where There's No Doctor. Yes, I know that book. And he would use this book to teach us, but then also he would use it to advise people around home who had medical, you know, questions. Because basically, growing up in this little village, you know, if you had a headache, then you kind of self-diagnose the same shop where you buy your sugar, buy your bread in the morning. That's the same place where you would go to buy your, you could go get your anti-malarial medications. But anyway, so, you know, just growing up and seeing the medical needs in the community. But Milton and I growing up, you know, we thought that, you know, healthcare would be something we could contribute to our village by becoming physicians at one point. But really thinking about 
building a clinic in our village, that was something that we never had in mind. We never thought we could do it until late in college, like Milton was saying, after he visited Nicaragua. And he was finishing up his first year of medical school, going into his second year. And I was just getting ready to enter medical school that fall. I was still a senior in college at that time. Uh, when Milton got back from Nicaragua and, you know, he'd been communicating with my dad back at home about, you know, the possibility of building a clinic in our village, just like what he had seen in Nicaragua. And so I was a senior in college and Milton tells me to be the one in charge of fundraising. And I thought to myself, well, what a strange idea. I mean, here I am, busy with college, trying to survive getting my degree, and here Milton wants me to lead major fundraising to raise money to build a clinic in our village. This is what an older brother can do to a younger brother. This is what an older brother can do. <laughs> <laughs> yep, delegating. Brother That's right. <laughs> anyway, so he certainly gave you the hard part of the job. He gave me the hard part of the job, but I thought to myself, well, it sounded so difficult to do because... I think our initial budget that we received from Dad was $27,000 is what we would need to build a clinic. So uh, when in college, then I started speaking to my soccer coach up at Dartmouth. I also spoke to one of our campus ministry leaders and just told him about, you know, the idea of building a clinic in our village. And, you know, they were really supportive and really excited about the whole idea. So our campus minister came to me and told me that I should get ready to give just a quick presentation, about five minutes to a group of college students who are coming together to fellowship on a weekend and share with them my story. And he would convince the organizers to raise some money for the clinic. So he sent me an email saying that it would be great to have a live Kenyan speaking about these needs in this little village in Kenya. So I saw the email and I felt challenged and I said, well, if he would like to have a live Kenyan speaking about medical issues and needs back in Kenya, then I'm willing to take up that challenge. Anyway, that weekend we raised $9,000 for the clinic and I remember calling Milton really excited about the news and just, it looked like this idea that had just looked so far away could finally come to fruition, could be a reality. So that's one of the most exciting times. And, you know, just to see the kind of support that we got from our friends and mentors, it was just something special. What are you doing now to further the awareness of this project as far as raising funds so that our listeners, which are mainly medical professionals, can respond if they indeed want to help? This is Milton Chiang. So we've had a lot of involvement in terms of putting together funds and doing fundraising for one-time investment in terms of infrastructure and then also money that we need for continued running expenses. We have a website for the nonprofit Loala Community Alliance. It's www.loalacommunityalliance.org. And also we have the documentary that's being shown across the country on different college campuses. It's called Sons of Loala, 
the website for that is www.sonsofloala. So that's L-W-A-L-A, sonsofloala.com. And this documentary, uh, we're using it as a fundraising tool and also to raise awareness across the country so that people who hear our story can go to the Luala Community Alliance website and join us in uh, providing money that we need for getting the healthcare to the people of Luala community and the surrounding villages. Well, I think we've heard your story. I have seen the documentary, and I encourage everyone to watch it. It tells a great deal about who are the people who live in Luala, and it's not only Luala, but the surrounding area that come to this clinic. And you've been listening to Clinician's Roundtable with a special focus on global health. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-639-6157. That's 888-639-6157. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to this month's special series, Focus on Global Medicine. For a program guide and a complete list of shows, please visit us at reachmd.com.